I was uh, on intelligence report, as I am every Monday, with uh, Trish Reagan on Fox Business Channel in the 2 p.m. Eastern hour. They wanted me to talk about the delegates. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, on left and right, there are people that because of delegates, the way states appoint them in caucuses or primaries, or the way they're done, uh, left or right, especially on the left, some would say, uh, in the primary, that there are many of you listening to my voice right now that might feel your vote just does not count. And there are many people angry at this, even people who are running for office. Now, before we hear some audio and before we get to your calls and all of that, right now, both of the campaigns and both of the individuals on left and right, the Democrats on the left, Republicans on the right, and the presidential candidates are people who want to be president, candidates for this position. They're coming to terms with a reality, and that reality is cold and harsh, and it's math. And that cold mathematical reality is that they're chasing delegates ahead of their nominating conventions. Right now, frontrunners Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are driving for challenge-proof majorities, and they've got rivals that will not go away. Now, let's go to the right. Donald Trump remains well short of the 1,237 delegates he needs to clinch the GOP nod. And that means his campaign focuses on developing a delegate-centered strategy akin to the one that his rival Ted Cruz has actually pursued for months. Paul Manafort, who is Trump's new delegate chief, he said yesterday at NBC's Meet the Press, quote, a more traditional approach is needed, and Donald Trump recognizes that. But even so, the billionaire developer later in the day complained that, well, you'll hear him right now. As you may or may not know, in the state of Colorado, all the delegates went to Ted Cruz. And Donald Trump was very angry about that. Take a listen. Cut one. All right, so yesterday, or over the weekend, you lost the state of Colorado, and you tweeted about this. You said you were angry, and you said it was unfair. Why do you think that? Well, it really started with Colorado, and, and the people out there are going crazy, you know, in, in the Denver area and Colorado itself, and they're going absolutely crazy because they weren't given a vote. This was given by politicians. It's a crooked deal, and I see it, and I see it, honestly, I see it with Bernie, too. You know, I've gotten millions more votes, millions, not just a couple, millions of more votes than Cruz, and I've gotten hundreds of delegates more, and we keep fighting, fighting, fighting. And then you have a Colorado where they, frankly, where they, they you know, just get all of these delegates. And it's not a system. There was no voting. I didn't go out there to make a speech or anything. There's no voting. And, you know, I heard Pete say, well, that's the way it is. Well, that really shouldn't be the way it is. This was changed in the summer to help a guy like Cruz. And it's not right now. You know, I won, as an example, South Carolina. I won it by a landslide, like a massive landslide. And now they're trying to pick off those delegates one by one. That's not the way democracy is supposed to work. And, you know, they, they offer them trips. They offer them all sorts of things. And you're allowed to do that. I mean, you're allowed to offer trips and you can buy all these votes. What kind of a system is this? Now, I'm an outsider, and I came into the system, and I'm winning the votes by millions of votes. But the system is rigged. It's crooked. When you look even at Bernie, I'm not a fan of Bernie, but every time I turn on your show, Bernie wins, Bernie wins, mm-hmm. Bernie wins, and yet Bernie's not winning. I mean, it's a it's rigged. system. It's a, it's a rigged system. It looks folks. like it. Mr. Trump, I've been a part of the caucus system in Minnesota. It is a difficult system, and I was steamrolled by and out-organized by a Ron Paul movement. Isn't it just fair to say that these are the rules, Ted Cruz is organized, and you're just flat-out being out-organized? No, because I've got millions more votes. I mean, you could say he's out-organized because I have millions of more votes, Pete, and I happen to have more delegates than he does by a lot. 
Now, some would say, and even I would say, it's scary when I think Donald Trump is making some sense. And there are people out there who feel that way, people that are calling this system rigged, uh, as you heard Donald Trump say, and others. We'll hear from another person in a moment. But I also want us to remember that in 2008, those of you who were worried that the pledge delegates and the superdelegates would not go to who the people wanted or the will of the people, well, that's not what happened. Hillary Clinton was ahead. Hillary Clinton was, they thought, going to be the nominee. And then Barack Obama started winning state after state after state. But let's be clear. Barack Obama didn't just win state after state after state. He won states that Hillary now has won in this year of 2016. And in addition to that, he had more votes than she did. Unlike the more than 2 million votes she is ahead of Senator Sanders. I say that because a lot of people like to compare both. And I'm not, I'm not comparing, but I'm using as an example that Barack Obama was a nominee and became our president. Those delegates, those numbers went to him. The superdelegates went to him. Nobody tried to prevent him from becoming the nominee. So I think what's happening is it's the same gripe on the left and the right, but obviously two systems different uh, within the Democratic and Republican uh, nominating process for the nominee. And um, I'm hoping that more people on the left will vote whoever is on that platform. And we're not seeing that on the right. We're seeing some people on the left saying, I won't vote for Bernie, or certainly more saying, I won't vote for Hillary. And and, and that's just wrong because it is a two-party system. It is a two-party system. And that's another thing. Maybe it's the system that needs to be changed. The system that needs to be changed when people don't feel their vote counts. Here's a Morning Joe getting angry at the what the, a lot of people are calling today the rigged election system. Bernie Sanders' winning streak continued over the weekend with a victory in the Wyoming caucuses on Saturday. Sanders beat Hillary Clinton by 12 points, 56 to 44, notching his eighth win in the last nine okay. nominating contests. Okay. okay, what do we do here? I mean, it so, sounds so like he's Cole, winning. You, he's won eight out of nine. Yep. But he's and look, and look, he wins by 12 points. I tell you, I would not do well as a Democratic politician. <laughs> he wins by 12 points. He may not even pick up a single delegate. Yeah. It's seven to six now with a remaining delegate to be decided later. I'm sorry. That's a crushing victory. I know. And listen, I think that with the superdelegates that they have, I think she only has to win 30% of the, she only has to get 30% of the vote in the uh, remaining contest. I mean, talk about voters feeling like a system well, might be and, 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 Why and, and, are you if, even voting? If, if you're driving a right. car right now, we've been talking about rigged systems. We're putting up right now a graphic. Bernie Sanders wins 56 to 44% in Wyoming. The delegates rewarded Hillary Clinton 11 Bernie Sanders, seven. Why does the Democratic Party even have voting booths? No, why? This system is so rigged. It feels that way. And I think, if, you know, they fall into line better than our voters do. But I can see some of the same emotions boiling over at their convention. But we always talk about voter turnout and how important it is to do your duty as a citizen. There's absolutely no reason any of those people voted in any of There's those not. states, I mean, right? I, what's the justification Please, for that? someone tell me. These, these, these are the rules. No, that's yeah, not a good answer. But, tell but me it, why why rigged. those people needed to go vote. Because they, they their rigged. votes don't the matter. It turned out it's not rigged. The Does there, do their votes rigged. matter, Mark yeah, Albert? they do. The votes How? Matter. Do they count in some Depends way? where you turn out. How? 
I don't oh, think it's only a good in system. some parts of the country it matters. System, but it's not he like won by twelve percentage points and I lost the delegate. I don't think it's a good system. All I'm saying is it's not. Do you think it's Matthew? Do you think that the Democrats and Republicans change their delegate allotment processes after only, the cycle? Only if the winner of the White House decides he or she wants to change it, which is unlikely. These are the rules. I and don't just, all really. I'm, all I'm saying is it's not, not like the Cruz people or the Clinton people have gone in and fixed it or rigged it. Okay, but let's, just, I'm talking about the Democrats for now. Fair. Let's talk about the Democrats for we, now. We didn't say that. Here right. is a party feels bad. who sends their activists out and have people chattering on TV and chattering on talk radio about voter disenfranchisement if you make somebody show a picture field. of themselves. This same party tells voters to go straight to hell when they, they, they select somebody by 12 percentage points and end up letting the other candidate who lost by 12 percentage points win the most delegates. That by definition, is voter disenfranchisement. So all, I mean, it is a rigged system on the Democratic side, even worse than the Republican side. And I don't know why Democratic voters put up with it. If I'm you say saying, those are the rules, I, I'm, I'm just, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna I just, lunge I, I agree with everything you said, except I wouldn't say it's rigged. It's not rigged, it's disenfranchisement. It's not one person, one vote. What do but you call rigged. it when voters going to the voting booth does, doesn't matter at all. It's a mess, a messed up system. That is a rigged. It's not. Rigged. It is a system rigged against voters. It's a system rigged against people that go to voting booths. It's a system rigged against people that go out to caucuses. It is a system that is rigged in favor of the rich and the powerful and the politically connected. Bernie Sanders wins by 12 percentage points. Show, show, show. So he wins 56 to 44. Now let's look at the delegates. Count. He didn't get any super. Put him up. Okay. And one, after right? winning by 12 percentage points, he's losing. He loses Wyoming. He's losing. Where it counts by Primary. four delegates, 11 to 7. Now, John Heilman, if that is a system that is not rigged right. against voters and rigged in favor of the rich and powerful, please tell me one that is. Woo! We have so much to talk about, but I want you to join me in this hour. I've missed you for the past couple of weeks. I'm Leslie Marshall, and this is your show of four and by you, the people. Uh, are we going to take a break, guys, or should I give a few angles? in the? All right. With the candidates that received less than a state's votes getting more of the state's delegates recently, do you think our voting process is flawed? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-6537-543. Do we need to stop having an electoral college so that the will of the people, not their elected officials, is the deciding factor in elections? 888-6-LESLIE. And how would you change our electoral system? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-6537-543. One more. Would you support the idea of a foregoing primary election and simply have one general election where all of the candidates have a chance? Yes or no? Why or why not? 888-6-LESLIE. Back after this. We are back. I'm sorry, Mark. I have to say that. That was funny. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, <laughs> welcome. I can take the calls. First up was Derek, who has my brother's name in Syracuse, Massachusetts, Line 3, listening on WNYY 1470 AM. And he hung up. So Mark said we're going to hunt him down and kill him. No, I'm just happy Monday. <laughs> I'm dedicated to this program, okay? 
We're not a conservative show. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway, Derek, give us a buzz back. We won't hunt you down and kill you. Let's get to the calls. 888-6-LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. And we're talking about what happened in Colorado. Now, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, whether you like Trump or like to hate Trump, do you think it's fair that Ted Cruz got all of Colorado's delegates and no one in that state even voted? Okay, this is different than what happened in Wyoming with Democrats. We'll talk about that in a minute. Nobody voted. Nobody voted. Colorado's delegates for Republicans went to Ted Cruz. They, not the people, with the deciders. How do you feel about this? 888-6-LESLIE, regardless of how you feel about Trump. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Maybe you're in Colorado. would love to hear from you who didn't get to vote if you're a Republican in this primary 888 6 leslie 888-653-7543 is the number and also we are talking about delegates because on the left there are people that complain as by the way they were in for a while with obama uh leading um that hey these delegates these super delegates pledge delegates are going to hillary well no some have gone to bernie he had like none and he has what you know a few hundred now um but the the, the bottom line is even without those delegates and superdelegates, folks, the math does still put her ahead. So let's talk about Wyoming. There are people that are angry that Bernie Sanders won the state, but that Hillary Clinton got the majority of the delegates there. Is the system rigged? Is there something wrong with the system? Or is there only something wrong with the system when the candidate we like doesn't get the delegates we feel they should get? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Pick up the phone and join us. Starting it out, listening on TuneIn in San Francisco, line two is David. David, good afternoon. Well, hi, Leslie, and um, uh, give my best to your mother. Uh, Thank you. You know, I've known a bunch of women with breast cancer, and, and it's not, uh, you don't have to always do the radical mastectomy. Uh, it's, uh, there are a lot of possibilities nowadays. My understanding uh, entirely, absolutely. Thank you, very yeah. kind of you. Yeah, and now, uh, regarding, uh, you know, whether or not America can be saved from these creeps, um, one of the first things, when you were talking about Colorado there, um, have you ever studied Ted Cruz's wife, Heidi? No, I have not, because she's not running for office. Well, she is not just some housewife. She's a regional director for Goldman Sachs, and her her territory is so big, it runs from Mississippi to Colorado. And uh, let's see, I think it's Mississippi, Texas, uh, Louisiana, Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. So she's vastly wealthy, and when you were just talking about whether or not there's an inside track to see her husband get the nomination in Colorado, just remember that part of her territory is Colorado. So, uh, yeah, that gets to be, you know, Colorado has gone through a lot of boom and bust cycles thanks to uh, mining companies that had no loyalty to the state, and uh, mining companies typically are colony types of uh, economics. But uh, I was I, I raised the issue of uh, that these politicians typically seem to take the bad advice from their uh, from their handlers. They take bad advice from uh, their contributors, and it leads to uh, a lot of looting of America. Uh, for example, in the original Constitution, we would get a new congressman every time the population increased 60,000 people. So every 10 years, the census would get us a bunch of new congressmen all around the nation. 
Well, 100 years ago, and in fact, 102 years ago now, uh, 1914 Congress limited us to uh, uh, 435 congressmen, and the workload has gone from 60,000 per congressman to now well over 800,000 per congressman. So you can't get real representation with 800,000 people trying to get a word in edgewise. And so it's obvious that as the population increases, we're going to have more and more problems because not only do we have incompetence uh, and, you know, incumbents who are basically incompetent, they're, they've been in there so long they haven't kept up with issues, they haven't kept up with uh, whether it's economic issues, financial issues, uh, uh, engineering issues, scientific issues. They're getting us locked into bad, uh, well, basically top-secret budgets. And so the, it's bad enough that we don't get honest representation, but that we end up with top secrecy uh, controlling our representation. And so we, the people, are totally locked out of, of any decision-making and, process. And, and a lot of people are uh, sharing the sentiments that you're putting forth. Okay, thank you very much, Jay. Hey, one last thing. Can I give you a pure example that's, coming, that's looming? Uh, very quickly. Yeah, under TPP, and this came up on C-SPAN the other day, uh, Jack Liu of the Treasury Department was being grilled on C-SPAN the other day, and he was asked about the TPP and that whether or not it's going to allow banks to put their servers overseas. Now, if you imagine that you you're go down to your cashier check at your local bank and you think that that check is going to stay in town or that money is going to be in town, or it might go to the regional headquarters, or is it now going to be in the server, which is going to be in, in uh, the Cayman Islands? Now, what could go wrong when all of the major banks of the world decide to send their, uh, their servers overseas? Imagine the idea that the U.S. Treasury would have, or, you know, the local DAs would have to spend vast amounts of money to try to get embezzled money back, and they would create an industry of, of trying to retrieve money that was sent overseas by the TPP. All right. Thank you very much for your call. Let's go next to Barbara in Phoenix on line three, listening on KPHX radio. Hi, Barbara. Good afternoon. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, my, um, I'm just curious about caucuses in general and how they work and the fact that it seems that um, they're almost mysterious 19th century throwbacks um, <laughs> and um, I mean, it takes long enough to vote in our state. I can't imagine standing around all day caucusing if I'm older, if I have to work, if I, you know, have to get to my job. Or, I mean, I, I just don't think they're kosher. And I'd like to know, how, I mean, how do they register? It looks like they're all in the hall, and you guys stand here, and you guys stand there. And I, I'm used to be for Bernie, and I'm a little towards, Hillary now because I'm looking at her contingency and realizing she's at a disadvantage when you have young students showing up in mass who don't care about being in class. They're all registered. They're going for Bernie. They're independents. They're libertarians. And they don't have to be anywhere all day. And you're stuck. I couldn't caucus. Well, now, you, you raise a good point. First of all, the term caucus allegedly comes from an Algonquin word. And, and it actually means, it actually means. listen to this, because when you talk about it being like, you know, old school or, you know, eccentric, 
gathering of tribal chiefs. Okay? Now, right. that doesn't mean it goes right. back to the gathering of tribal chiefs, but really the main crux of that system, a caucus system, uh, is, like you said, indeed, a series of meetings, right? Now, you raise a point about time. We are in a, obviously, we live in a very fast culture. We have drive-through banking, drive-through pharmacy. Hell, you can buy a gun drive-through in some place. I've seen it in Jacksonville, Florida, and Houston, Texas. You can get a margarita at a drive-through. God, right. is the, that when I lived there. <laughs> and, uh, and and we certainly know about drive-through fast food. Even Starbucks, you can get a quick coffee. You know who know. And you can drive-through and get married. Don't don't laugh at a, a chapel in Vegas. Um, so we right. do we do live that way very fast, and we don't have time. Who has time for this, right? Older people who Hillary does well with, uh, but certainly younger people. Millennials, maybe people out of work who might be PO'd than those of us in work. And, and, and this is a reality. I mean, Senator Sanders does do better in caucus states. Senator Sanders does do better in states where there are less minorities. Uh, Hillary Clinton, on the other hand, does better in states where there's an older population like a Florida. And she also does better in states uh, where there is, uh, you know, more of a diverse uh, uh, demographic. Um, so, look. When the United States, you constantly hear this, and Republicans always want this, and they want what? States to have more power. And that is within their power. A state can decide if they have a caucus, a state can decide if they have a primary, and a state like Colorado, for example, can decide and determine and deem the rules that they have with regard to that primary and delegates to that party, whether it be Republican right. or, 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 or Democrat. Now, even though I agree with you, and I, I, you know, I, a lot of people say, our system works. Well, at the end of the day, our system does work, but I think it's a convoluted way to the finish line, personally. Um, I don't feel, I feel that less and less people are going to vote. I see an increased apathy of America. I think it's disgusting that less than half of the people who can vote in this country do. When you have people who are risking their lives in countries like Afghanistan or even Iran uh, who could get killed for voting, or the way they vote or even just going to vote. Uh, so so th- to have people stay home because they don't feel their vote counts, look, I don't like Donald Trump, although I would rather see him be the nominee because I think he's easier to beat for either Hillary or Bernie than Ted Cruz. But just right. from a purely American political process standpoint, you know, you got to let the people you got to let the people cast their vote. Now, now, having said that, I, w- I want to point out a few other things. OK, delegate super delegates, pledge delegates aside, if somebody in a state like Virginia, OK, does really well in the yeah. nor- in the north, and their opponent does really well in the south. The person in the north is going to walk away with a lot of delegates because remember, uh, delegates have to do with representation, and representation is appointed based on population. So if right. you, if 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 you have New York City, but. You know, the other person has some little areas. You know, there there are people that would say, look, in a presidential election, even during Obama, Mark, I think somebody we had on the show said this and, and helped jog my memory, if you do recall, that said, look, you know, to run for president, if you if you win New York, California, Texas and Florida and then add Pennsylvania and Ohio, you don't need the rest of the country. You're the president. Right. I mean, I, I mean, because it is broken down based on population. With the, which the Electoral College has, you know, a direct uh, correlation to, as, as do the delegates. So I don't disagree with you that we have an obstacle course to the finish line, and maybe that could be changed. The problem is that, to me, it won't be changed in our lifetime. It'll take 50 to 100 years to change. So in the meantime, 
I think, left and right, they've got to stop griping about the system unless they want to change the system. And you can't stand up and say you want to change the system when it doesn't benefit you. And wh- whether, it, whether it's Donald right. Trump or Bernie Sanders or Ted Cruz or Hillary Clinton, th- they knew what they were signing up for. They knew the rules of the game when they entered it. Right. And I understand that. I just find that, you know, how can I, – I just don't understand how they – how they actually, I've never been in a caucus state, and I've never understood exactly how that works, and it's almost like I, somebody needs to do how. Well, I mean, in short, in short, the rules change, in short, the rules change, you know, between uh, different states. But let's just say, let's take Iowa, right, for exactly. example, with a caucus, okay? You, you meet. You meet at different people's homes. You talk about candidates, and, you know, you, you, you kind of have like a... Uh, Oh, I guess you would say a huddle, if you will, almost like before a game. And then you go out to play the game, and that game is your vote. Many people claim they haven't decided up until that point. As a matter of fact, caucuses are often about changing people's minds. Uh, I mean, a Democrat's not necessarily changed to a Republican, but maybe change your mind from a Trump to a Cruz or from a Hillary to a Bernie or Bernie to a Hillary. And then they go out and vote. Yeah, I didn't, uh, and, and that's and that's and that's pretty much how it is. Uh, you know how it is. It's having discussions, it, it, discussions about the candidates before you make that final determination. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't go to a polling booth during a primary and be within you know certain hundred feet of the of the voters to to you know influence anybody. So it's it's so convoluted and upside down. And the caucus thing just to me, I think it just should. We should just figure out a way of voting and vote it consistently from state to state and get fair primaries. And because I just, again, I don't want to be bullied. Okay, you know, so, I, so I, now I hear you. I hear you. Lack of consistency. And you bring up a good point. In my opinion, if I'm standing in line to vote, I don't care what you're doing and what sign you have. Even if you're handing me money, my decision is made at that point. And I would hope if right. you're standing in that line, your, your decision bloody well be made. we gotta, we got to take a break, Barbara. Drive carefully, okay? You've been talking to me the whole time you're driving. I, I should be yelling at you for not pulling over. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be back. More of your calls right after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. To those calls, 8886-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Paul's in Washington on line four, listening on Progressive Voices. Good afternoon, Paul. Happy Monday. What is your take on this? Hi, Leslie. Uh, I wanted to say first, uh, best to your mom. Um, Thank you. And uh, my wife didn't didn't live to see the uh, Affordable Care Act implemented. She did uh, live long enough to see her uh, insurance canceled, however. So she didn't live to see the... Um, that the law that would make that uh, illegal, but uh, and she. I'm, I'm had sorry. Paul. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, these questions you're asking two really far spread apart questions, apples and oranges questions here about the primaries or the the, the state primaries and caucuses and the electoral college. Of course, the electoral college changing that would require a constitutional amendment, and uh, I think there are pros and cons to that. But as for the the parties, these these state caucuses and primaries. Now we might look at it as well. People's votes are their their voting rights are being infringed. But you have to remember these parties; these are private 
parties. They're like the parties are like private clubs operating in each state. And what? Okay, so when we when we see the rules are are wackadoodle, and you're like, what? Why? What's the fix? Who's to come in and say you have to change these rules? That's the problem. I agree. I don't understand. I don't understand the rules here in Washington State. We just had a caucus. Bernie won the caucus. Now we have a. Now I have a ballot. Just came in the mail today. For a, we have a primary coming up. I I just don't understand it. But it is the parties. And, and if you think, well, we need one one person, one vote. All right. Now let's say you're going to make the state do certain things and, and or have the state tell the parties what to do. Now people are talking about third party. All right. Now let's say now we form a third party. Do you want the state to start telling that third party how to operate, too? That's the problem. And the Supreme Court has weighed in and mostly said the parties are free <laughs> to do what they, just, what they choose within certain rooms. There, have been, uh, there was a, a case in Texas, I think, in 1946, where they, the court said the party, the Democratic Party, was playing a little bit fast and loose with uh, constitutionality. I have to agree with one of the guys on the clip that he said these are the rules and, and these are the parties. They're private parties, they're private clubs, and they can kind of do what they want, as strange as the rules seem to be. All right, Paul, very well said, as, uh, as always, and good to hear from you. And again, uh, so sorry about the loss uh, of your wife. Just terrible. So many people, if uh, they, they had been diagnosed now as opposed to then, it might more, have been more a people very than you, you realize yes. when somebody in your family has cancer. You, it's like you go to the cancer center and you meet everybody in the neighborhood. You go, what, you too? You too? More people show up there and you think, and we started thinking, what is going around, on around here? We started joking, it must be in the water. And actually one of the doctors said, I don't think that's so funny. That ain't a joke. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I know. Absolutely. No question about it. We just we discover more and more things. Paul, thank you. Thank you once again. And, and again, my apologies uh, and, and condolences regarding uh, your wife. Let's go to line two in California. Eureka, Jake is joining us listening on KGOE. Hi, Jake. Good afternoon. Hi, Leslie. I'm glad you're back. You know, Leslie, I really think it's time for the caucus system to go. I mean, if the Republican Party wants to have their rigged state conventions and their archaic caucuses, that doesn't mean the Democratic Party has to follow their lead. I'm the Democratic Party after all, we have the name democracy right in our name. And we should be doing something that encourages all voters, all Democratic voters in the state to vote in the primary. And the caucus system is simply a way to shut out most voters in the state. Okay, so wait a minute. A couple of things. One, I'm assuming then you're in favor, as I am, of open primaries, um, one. And two, should Republicans and Democrats, if we are going to go forward with an open primary concept, at least in states that have primaries and hopefully caucus states will follow, uh, should, should we then look at Republicans and Democrats having the same nominating process because they may be two parties, but they're two parties that are part of the same government and an independent might vote for a Democrat one year and then four years later vote for a Republican. Correct. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think, I think like you said, an open, an open primary is a good way to go because we're encouraging people to join the Democratic Party, not to join at least to vote for some of our candidates in the primary. And I think that's the best way to go. I mean, we, we need to encourage independents to vote for Democrats. And we need to even consider getting some of these Republicans to cross over and vote for our Democratic candidates as well. All right. Thank you. Uh, let's see. We don't have enough time, do we, guys? We have like 30, uh, 30 seconds. Well, actually, Mark, I got I to gotta needle you. So have you decided yet between Bernie and Hillary? Mark's like, I'm undecided. I, I, I'm, if, if it was today, I'm voting for Bernie. Bernie but, uh, you know, I'm, again, will happily not only support, this is important, but volunteer and canvas door-to-door wherever I am needed 
in the general election, and I encourage everyone to do the same, regardless of whether it's Bernie or Hillary. Too okay, important to stay on the side. Mark's a white guy, though, so he has to vote for Bernie. Ah! Oh, and very he's young. Funny. He's young. Very All right. I'm Leslie Marshall. Mark and uh, Andrew, my great crew. We'll be back tomorrow on Tuesday. Hope you will as well. Have a wonderful evening and afternoon, uh, everyone in America. And we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for joining us.